This is episode 49 of the Pregnancy Perfect Podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Geddes. In last week's episode, I put out a call for you to review the podcast on iTunes. Thank you to those of you who took the time to do that. If you haven't put a review on iTunes, I would love it if you did. At fit.balance.mamas left a really nice review. They said, I listened during season one after I had my son in 2014 and recently found the podcast again and subscribed since becoming pregnant with baby number two. Kayla's guests have all been really inspiring as they all have some sort of business or brand having to do with motherhood. I love the realness of Kayla's interviewing style. It's very conversational and fun to listen to. Thank you. That was really nice. So go ahead and go over to iTunes and give us a review. It'll help other people find the podcast. I say this every week, but for good reason. I have another great episode for you today, and I know you'll just love my guest. Aaron Schertz is the CEO and founder of Mommy, which is a company that makes protein powder for anyone, but is specifically safe for women who are pregnant, trying to get pregnant, and who are breastfeeding. The protein is whey-based, which is safe for pregnancy, and it also contains DHA and prenatal vitamins. Erin is a military wife, mom of two, and is a fitness and health enthusiast since having her children, and she lives with her family in California. I actually first met Erin when I was working for a newspaper about five years ago. I interviewed her and a few of her friends about a show that they created called The Mormon Bachelorette, which is based on... ABC's The Bachelor. Erin and I reconnected through social media and I knew as soon as we did that I wanted to have her on the show. And I'm so glad I did. I loved I loved chatting with her. Erin's company Mommy is giving away a full month supply of their popular protein powder in either chocolate or vanilla to listeners of the show. And they're also including a custom shaker bottle. I'm hosting the giveaway on my page, so find the post about today's episode on my account at Pregnancy Perfect on Instagram. Erin, welcome to the Pregnancy Perfect Podcast. Thank you, Kayla. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. I have already told the audience a little bit about you, but would you just take a second and tell us a little bit more about you, like how old you are and where you're from and about your little family? Sure. Yes, absolutely. Well, my name is Erin Schertz. I'm 35 years old, and I live in San Marcos, California, which is basically northern San Diego. I'm a mother of two. I have a two-year-old and a five-month-old, a daughter and a son, and I'm a military wife. I'm married to Seth, who is a an F-18 pilot in the Marine Corps. Okay, cool. And your business? Do you want to mention your business? Yeah, of course. I know that like one of the most important things that we've out. <laughs> yeah. I'm the CEO of a company called Mommy, M-O-M-M-I, and we create uh, supplements for pregnancy and for breastfeeding and um, women trying to get pregnant. Awesome. That's so perfect for everybody listening, I think. Yeah. So, cool. All right. So let's start with a couple of warm-up questions. Donuts or cupcakes? Oh my goodness. Donuts or cupcakes. Can I say both? I, you know what? I go through phases. 
in my life where I, I want to do one or the other. So I lived in New York City at, when I was single. And my rule there was I couldn't, because you walk everywhere in New York. Mm-hmm. I, if I passed a cupcake shop that I hadn't seen before, I had to get a cupcake. And it <laughs> didn't awesome. matter. It didn't matter if I had just eaten. It didn't matter. The only thing stopping me was if it was already closed. Because I loved cupcakes so much and I was in like the greatest food city in the world. Right. So, Yes. And then when I moved to Los Angeles, I don't know if you know this, but Los Angeles is known as the donut capital of the world. Oh, okay. And there's donut shops on every corner. So I started doing the same thing in LA with donuts. So honestly, that's like a great question for me because I have no <laughs> idea. I don't know what I would choose, that's but I love That's awesome. Both. Okay. Well, tell us what your, maybe tell us what your favorite flavor is then. Vanilla, vanilla. I love vanilla and vanilla. It's okay. my favorite. Yeah. Cool. All right. Interesting. Um, next question is given the chance, would you go up into space? Ooh, I would have before I became a mother and now <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I just, I'm so scared of things like that because yeah. I have kids and I don't want to, but I was such a daredevil before. Really? So probably not now. I'll just watch the astronaut wives club to get myself. <laughs> is that good? I started the first episode, but wasn't hooked, but I've been wondering if it's good. You know, I really liked it because I could relate to the oh, show. So right. And I, I don't think it was necessarily, you know, it, it only had a certain shelf life because it was, uh, it, it covered a certain period of time and that was it. So I think they canceled it, but oh. it was good. It was really good. I would recommend, yeah, you learn a lot about the struggles of military families and what they go through and, um, but it's in a fun, dramatic way. And yeah. Yeah, I totally would recommend it. I think it's on Hulu. You could probably watch every episode. Okay, cool. I'll have to look. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and the final question is, do you think you would survive a zombie apocalypse? (laughs) (laughs) I would not survive a zombie apocalypse because I'm so scared of anything like that (laughs) that I would hide in a corner and I would get killed instantly because I would be paralyzed. So no, I wouldn't survive. Even though you're such a daredevil? I used to be. Now I'm total scaredy cat. <laughs> That's awful. so interesting. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So moving on to the pregnancy part of this, which pregnancy of yours are we going to talk about? Oh my goodness. So probably my first pregnancy. Um, okay. I think that my first pregnancy had the biggest impact on my life and I had no idea what I was doing. So it was interesting in that way. Okay, cool. And that's Joe. Yes, Jojo. Jordan. Jojo. Jordan is her official name and we call her Jojo or oh, okay. Joe. Okay. Yeah. How old were you when you found out you were pregnant with her? When I found out I was pregnant with Jojo, I was oh my gosh, I was still 32. I thought I was 33, but I was definitely 32. Okay. And Yeah, I was 33 when I had her. Okay, cool. Was it a surprise or were you planning it? I was planning on getting pregnant. Um, my husband and I got married in September of 2012 and I started planning it in July of 2012 before we were even married. (laughs) Yeah, we were planning it. Okay, cool. And then what method did you use? Was it like IVF or the rhythm method? So I, I was looking at that. So the rhythm method, is that like the calendar method? Yeah. Where you're just tracking like your ovulation. As far as I understand, that's what it is. Yes. That's what it is. That's what we did. Okay. Yeah. Did you use 
just an app or did you actually just use an old paper calendar? What, what did you do? I used track? an app. I okay. used an app and I read a lot about fertility because, because of my age and I know that I wasn't battled, but for my religion and culture, I was a little older getting married and started, a lot of people had already told me you should freeze your eggs. So I was oh. really going into getting pregnant and my husband was too I think both of us were really wanting a family soon Mm -hmm. and so we started planning early in that regard so I learned everything I could about fertility and um, really tried to follow it exactly nervous that it might not happen for us quickly the other thing that plays into that is he was deploying three months after we got married so I wanted to get pregnant before that because then there was going to be nine months where we couldn't try at all. Right. And so I was a little nervous about that. And so did you end up having any trouble getting pregnant? I didn't end up having any trouble getting pregnant. No, we, we, it took us four months. Um, but of course, you know, I have a lot of friends that deal with infertility and so I can't complain. That's really not that long right, to wait. Right. Although I bet you're anxious anyway. <laughs> oh, I was. Yeah. I was. And I, I mean, I took, I think I ended up, we counted, I had taken 23 pregnancy <gasps> tests. Course. 23? 23. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Because I was just so like almost every day toward like, well, towards the end of the cycle with the rhythm method, I'd be like, okay, now it's time to find out. And but then I would think, well, it's negative, but maybe the HCG levels won't be high until tomorrow. And so I would try again. And so, yeah, it, it, there was a lot of disappointing negative pregnancy tests before we got a positive one. Yeah, that is a lot of negative pregnancy tests. Yeah. I can't believe that. Uh, Do you remember what app you used? Yes, it was, I think, the what to expect when you're expecting fertility oh, app. Oh, okay. Is, yeah. Okay, cool. How did you tell Seth when you got the positive so, okay, so we were at our little apartment when we first got married, and um, he was the one that found out first, because I was so disappointed in every test that I'd taken that I finally, like, he was the one that made me take it, and I just, I peed on the stick, and then I left it in the bathroom, and I went and did something else, because I was like, I can't do this. Aww. So then he was like, just come here, come here, come here. So I come back in the bathroom area where he was with the stick and he showed it to me and we were so excited. We just started laughing, like laugh <laughs> crying and uh-huh. hugging and jumping up and down. And so he was the one that found out first. Oh, cute. I love that. Yeah. Did you announce it like on social media or anything? Well, yes. So he announced it to his, I was probably barely pregnant, like maybe six weeks or less. Okay. When we found out, he took a picture of the stick and sent it immediately to like all of his family and my family and our closest friends. Um, it took, I waited until, oh, I didn't wait that long. I waited until my nine week appointment where they listened to the heartbeat and they actually did a little ultrasound for us and we announced it then. So it was oh. a really early announcement. Okay, cool. On social. Yeah. How would you describe your first trimester in three words? I was <laughs> sick, tired, oh. and lazy. <laughs> sick, tired, and lazy. Um, tell me about that. Tell me more about uh, that. Oh, wait. One of my words was going to be carbs. I forgot. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I didn't, I had always looked forward to getting pregnant. 
I mean, and I had seen people that had a hard pregnancy, but it didn't matter to me. I was so excited until it happened to me. And then it was right around the nine week point where I had um, announced it already on social. And I remember going out to lunch with my mom and sister who came down to San Diego to see me. And we went to California Pizza Kitchen. And the that was the first time I'd felt sick the whole pregnancy so far. And I remember all I could eat was the bread. And I think I ate chips and hummus too, but like everything else sounded terrible to me. And I didn't really worry about it because I thought, oh, whatever. But it it got worse and worse and worse to the point where – and I was on Zofran and I was doing everything I could. The only thing I could keep down was white bread toasted with butter and salt over that. I don't know what it was about the salt that helped it, like, stay – I don't know. And then white rice with soy sauce and mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, anything carb. I, that's all I ate. Because I was so sick. Wow. And, um, oh, and regular Coke because I was too worried about doing Diet Coke with the aspartame. Uh-huh. And the taste of carbonated water tasted so bad to me that it was Coke and 7-Up. Did anybody suggest remedies that helped you? Yeah, I think everybody that I knew that had had a pregnancy and gotten sick, which was most of my friends or family, had a suggestion the ones that actually worked for me um, still weren't that good for you. Uh, sour candy, that totally helps, actually. Oh. So I would have, like, Sour Patch Kids or Jolly Ranchers or anything like that. I don't know what it is about those. Um, but, you know, the uh, Preggy Pops, those are sour, too. And okay. they are clinically proven to help with nausea. So there's something there. And... Um, applesauce was another one that's more healthy but it it kind of helped there wasn't really anything else that uh, people said ginger I got ginger candies ginger tea ginger nothing really helped me in that Uh, regard uh but carbs always help yeah (laughs) and you said you were on Zofran too right was that helping you know I don't know if the Zofran was working or not because I would take it and it wouldn't feel good. I wouldn't feel good right away. So I would just eat more carbs and then I would. So maybe the Zofran was helping and I just should have been more patient, but I don't know if it really was. Okay. Did you find out the gender of your baby? We did find out the gender of the baby. I really wanted to wait and be surprised, but my husband couldn't do that. And I, (laughs) I didn't want him to know and me not to know. So we found out. Yeah. Okay, cool. Did you share that news like on social media? We did. Yes. We told everyone it was a girl and we both knew it was a girl. It was so weird. We just had this very strong feeling. Oh. And it was. That's awesome. Yeah. What did you, what did you do to announce it? We just posted a picture with, um, like pink little shoes and let everybody know that we were having a little girl. Okay. So I think it was on Instagram and Facebook is where we okay. first spread the news. Yeah. Cool. How did you find a doctor for yourself? Well, we nothing against military hospitals, but we we our roommate at the time was in the military and had just gotten this her, hernia surgery, and they like left something inside of him. So we're like, you know what? We are not going to a military hospital, even though most do. Uh-huh. So we went out of network and just chose like a random doctor at a really high end, nice hospital right by where we lived. 
Um, and it was great. I mean, we didn't necessarily love our doctor, actually, but the hospital itself was an awesome hospital. And our, my doctor didn't even end up delivering me anyway. So, oh, okay. Yeah, it was fine. Um, so can I just ask, in terms of like insurance and stuff, I don't know how it works with military, but like, would it have been free or a lot cheaper to go through the military hospital? It's a really good question. So it is free completely at the military hospital. Um, but it only cost us $50 total. No way. So it was, yeah, I mean, military insurance is amazing. Oh, okay. And so it did cost, but it was like nothing. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. It sucks having your husband gone all the time. And like, there's a lot of reasons why the military right. life is hard, but that is one thing. That is a perk. <laughs> Did you have any struggles with maternity clothes? I had major struggles with maternity clothes because I gained so much weight so quickly. So, you know, they have those little like belly band things where you can put on your um, jeans yeah. um, just in case like you don't want to buy new jeans. Mm-hmm. No, but I was like huge all over. So, I, yeah, I went to Target and just got anything that was stretchy that would fit. Uh-huh. It was awful. My body changed so quickly and in a really bad way. I mean, I loved my baby bump. That was the thing I loved the most. Yeah. I just, my entire body got bigger. And so it was rough. So did that happen? Did that happen because you were only eating carbs or, and cause you were so sick that you couldn't exercise? Like t- tell me more about that. Yeah, I think that, you know, they say that some women's bodies just pack on more weight. I think there's some truth to that. And I was definitely in that camp where as soon as I got pregnant, I started swelling and retaining water. But my diet and my lifestyle clearly didn't help. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll take responsibility for that. And um, so I think that it's probably a combination, but more on the fact that I ate really poorly and didn't exercise anymore. And I was very active before. So it was a major change in my lifestyle from, you know, being running every day, going to the gym every day, eating really well. I mean, I ate bad things before, but I had a very balanced diet. And and then, you know, all of a sudden here I am like completely changing. And so I retained tons of water. I swelled really bad. I gained weight anyways. I gained 75 pounds. Oh my gosh. And it was just, it was really, really tough. And yeah. especially with clothes, you know, cause there just wasn't much that would fit me, including my shoes. So I just wore like my rainbow sandals the whole time. Uh-huh. Um, cause that was the only thing that would fit. Wow. But yeah. Were you able to well, first of all, did you start feeling better after the first trimester or were you sick the whole time? I was sick until halfway, almost through the second trimester. So it lasted for a while with my first. Um, and, you know, that lifestyle continued to last. So I started eating better and started trying to exercise more. Although, you know, at that point, I was yeah. out of shape. I didn't, I couldn't do that much yeah. being pregnant. Um, but in the third trimester, but it was almost too late to kind of, you know, gain back what I had already yeah. lose. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So when you tried to get back on the wagon, were you like walking or doing yoga? What were you trying to do? Yeah, I did. Um, I, we had a dog at the time who is since passed, but he, I walked him every day, okay. um, at least twice a day. 
And then we had a little gym in our apartment complex. So I would do the elliptical trainer, um, try to do soft impact. I couldn't run anymore. Uh Yeah, I tried yoga. I've never been a huge yoga person, but I did like it when I was pregnant. I I just wasn't able to keep it up a ton. Yeah. Was your doctor concerned that you were that you gained that much weight or that you were gaining so much weight? You know, I wish she was more concerned. She was very much, well, whatever. And although I think that that was nice for my self-esteem at the same time, if she would have been a little bit more concerned, because she should have been, because it it definitely had, it it affected the way that I gave birth. It affected me well after. I mean, I'm still trying to lose the weight Uh two babies later and it's tough. Um, so she wasn't really, she, her, her thing was some women gain more weight than others, but I mean, I, I just was making poor choices and it wasn't easy because when you're sick and I mean, it's like survival mode, but there's definitely things that I did differently. My second pregnancy that, you know, I could have done the first time to make it easier, but yeah, she wasn't worried really. And so because of that, were you not really concerned? I think I was in denial a little yeah, bit that yeah. I was gaining so much weight until it was almost too late. And um, and then it felt like, I don't know, I remember feeling like this on my mission too. I served a mission for the LDS church and I served in New Zealand and you get fed all the time there and like tons of food. And I just kept gaining and gaining and gaining weight. But at the time, they didn't give us like a set time to exercise and it was also very offensive to people if you wouldn't eat their food. So it was almost like it was a very frustrating feeling knowing that I was going to keep gaining weight and there wasn't a lot I could do about it. I couldn't diet mm-hmm. and I couldn't really exercise. And it was the same thing when I got pregnant. I felt like, okay, like I can exercise, but I don't want to risk doing too much because I haven't been. Yeah. And for to risk the baby. And then by the time I was feeling better... And then, you know, it just kind of snowballed to the point where I just thought, well, I guess I'm just going to have to worry about this when I'm done. Uh So, okay, yeah. Um, I did miss one question up here. Did you have any cravings? Did you crave anything? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I totally did. I (laughs) mostly carbs, mostly just carbs. I I craved mashed potatoes all the time. I never eat those outside of pregnancy. Really? (laughs) Really, like Thanksgiving, maybe. Yeah. I always wanted them. I never liked mac and cheese. And all of a sudden, it was my favorite food on the planet. I just, <laughs> I didn't have any bizarre cravings like ice cream and pickles yeah. or these different things. Not anything like that, but I, I craved, yeah, just all the bad stuff. And, well, that's interesting that it wasn't even stuff you liked before. So it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, you know what else? It was so funny. I, like sugar was something that I really liked before and that I did not crave during my pregnancy. Like I did not like sweets at all. Yeah. I wish I had had that problem. (laughs) (laughs) I usually do, but not. I just, for some reason they didn't appeal to me. So it's funny, but you're back to liking sugar and not caring for mashed potatoes. And yes, yes. But I've totally altered my diet now. So I have, healthy sweets that I, that I use instead of the actual stuff. So cool. 
Good for you. Yeah. Did your body make any surprising changes that you liked or maybe didn't like? I mean, I definitely didn't like the the huge amount of weight that I gained or the swelling that I had. Right. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything that I liked. I mean, not to be honest, no, I didn't. Like, <laughs> I I got pregnancy mask on my face, so I looked like oh. I had a mustache the okay. whole time. I remember it really hit me at one point because I was having a girl and, you know, I think that you realize that there's a problem sometimes when it's been a while since you've seen someone and they make a comment and Uh that's the first time you realize. So I went to Utah. I was working for a Utah-based company, but I was working from home. So I didn't go there that often. And I loved my colleagues in the Utah office and I went for a work trip and I was like, it had been four months since I'd been there during my pregnancy. And I saw a work friend and she was like, oh my gosh, I've never, ever seen someone that's changed this much during pregnancy. Oh no. And I know. And at first I was like, well, what do you mean by that? And she's like, well, it's just, you are completely a different person. She goes, but don't worry because you're having a girl and you know what they say. Girls will steal your beauty. Oh my gosh. Thank you for that. And so it's true though. I just didn't feel, you know, my face was blotchy. I was much heavier than before. I was very swollen. So I can't say that there were any changes. I guess my hair looked great. There you go. Okay. My hair was awesome. That's good. That that was positive. Yeah. (laughs) Did you have any pregnancy scares? I did. I was in, I think I was just normally a little bit more nervous than I would normally be. Um, so there was three times when I didn't feel her moving anymore. She didn't move for a long time. I didn't feel her until 28 weeks. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. And she, now she's the most crazy active child you'll ever know. So it's kind of far, but I remember that was like the last week when you're doing, like when you're in, you know, doing all of your prenatal stuff that they tell you that you should wait to fill. And so I literally was in the hospital all the time going on that monitor thing for the heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And, um, every time it was fine, but you know, you just, you, you feel like, okay, it's my motherly instinct. Should I worry? Should I not? But I would always err on the side of caution and I would go in. That's good. So you, yeah. you would just go in and they would like, listen, they would just listen to her heartbeat. Yeah. They would just put me on in that room with the, with, for the emergency stress test at the actual hospital at the labor and delivery. And, um, they would make me sit there for about an hour while they monitored her heartbeat. And it was always fine. Oh, okay. I was just always worried. And she yeah. just I didn't feel it. I, they told me that um, part of it was that my placenta was in front of her. So she was probably kicking that. Oh, okay. And I just didn't feel it. I don't know. But later on, she was active, but not not earlier. Yeah, that makes sense. I would That would freak me out too. Yeah, 28 weeks. It was too long. I think I started feeling mine at 17. So that is a long time. Well, and people would tell me that about their experience and it freaked me out even more. Like my sister felt hers at 15, you know, like I, so, and then people said, oh, don't worry, don't worry. But then when I hit like 23 weeks, they said, well, you know, and that's when I started going in, but it wasn't until 28 that I actually felt it. So. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. You were working while you were pregnant, but just from home? 
Correct. And yeah, so I was working from home for a tech company in Utah called HireView, which was awesome. And then on the side, I was incubating mommy. So I was working on on that as well. Okay. And then when did you stop working? I stopped working three. Oh gosh. So I worked on a Friday and I had her on at 5 a.m. on a Monday. Oh my gosh. So I didn't really take off any time before. Yeah. Just kind of worked up to the end. Okay, cool. Tell me about your second and third trimesters. So I was sick almost to the end of my second. And, but then I had maybe about a month of bliss because I just wasn't sick anymore. I was feeling great. It was awesome. So, that lasted and then I just started getting really big, like really big through the third and gaining tons of water weight from the swelling. And I knew that that's what that was because I was, you can tell when it's water weight and when it's regular. And so I was just uncomfortable. We also were having one of the hottest summers in San Diego that we'd ever had. And my daughter was born at the beginning of September. So I was third trimester was right in the middle of the heat. So that was really rough. I was just uncomfortable the whole time. So by the time my sickness started going away, it started getting really hot. And that month that I had that was great was awesome. But after that, it was really rough again. Did you carry Jojo full term? I did. Yeah, I ended up having her three days before she was due. Okay. And did you go into labor on your own? Yes. The story is kind of crazy. Um, do you draw me to go into yeah, it? Yeah, right go now? ahead. So my husband and I are religious people, and um, that plays into this story. And we're also in the military, and not that that's mutually exclusive, but it does play into it. He was. Um, he found out when I had about three and a half weeks left in my pregnancy that he was deploying in a month. So he was supposed to deploy like a month, well, a week and a half after she was born. Okay. And so I started freaking out that he was going to miss it. And this was his very first deployment. So I started doing everything I could to try to, you know, get the labor going and have the baby. Um, I had been told by my OBGYN because of all the weight I had gained and because she was looking really big that I would likely have to have a C-section, but I was hoping that that wouldn't be true. So I was doing everything I could. I was eating pineapple, like almost for every meal. I was doing the rose hips, the castor oil, but all those things, like not too early, but, you know, closer to her due date, I was doing those things and nothing was working. And my husband, both of us, this is our first time having a baby. I think because I got so big and was so uncomfortable in his mind, he just figured I would have her early. Uh So he wasn't worried about it. And then as we got closer and closer to his deployment departure, he started freaking out and was like, I'm not going to be able to see my child. Like, so he definitely didn't pressure me, but he would just talk to me about how he was feeling. Mm-hmm. So I put a lot of pressure on myself to like figure out how to have the baby. <laughs> and of course, like the baby's going to come when the baby's going to come. Nothing yeah. that I did was working until, so it was Sunday night, uh, September 8th. And my sister-in-law had just had my nephew that day in Santa Monica, only a couple of hours away. 
we we had we were pregnant at the same time and I and she wasn't due for another two weeks and I was pissed I was like you're kidding me like (laughs) I am the one that has been so huge and awful and you're the cutest pregnant girl ever (laughs) and you and your husband's around all the time and you get to have your baby early and I'm probably gonna be a week late and he'll miss it you know oh yeah so that was on Sunday. My parents were actually in LA. They live in Santa Barbara, which is north of LA. And they were in LA and they said, well, what do you want us to do? Like, should we come down there? Do you think you're going to go into labor? And I had had a great day. I felt awesome. And I was like, no, I'm not going to go into labor. There's no way. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, well, we'll just drive home to Santa Barbara. So they did. They drove home to Santa Barbara. And um, like, so later that night, we go to bed and we pray. And Seth said the prayer and said, you know, please just bless that I'll be able to meet my daughter before I deploy and won't have to worry about it. And um, so he goes to bed and I couldn't sleep at that point. So I got up and watched something on TV and I was just feeling so distraught about not, you know, going into labor and having this baby so that my husband could spend time with her before he left on his first deployment. It was a big deal to me. Yeah. So I went into the other bedroom that we had set up as the nursery, which we then had to move because anyways, that's another story. But we, I go in there and I just start praying and I was on my knees praying for a half an hour straight, which doesn't seem like a long time until you're praying and then it's like forever long. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like just praying and praying and talking to Heavenly Father about all the reasons why like I feel like it's her time. And of course, like, only if it's what he wants to. I know that, you know, I'm partners with him in this and it's up to him. And, um, but I finished my prayer and I went and got back into bed and Seth is a heavy sleeper. So he was out. I still couldn't sleep. So I was on my phone, like G chatting with a, or no Facebook chatting with a friend of mine who was also pregnant at the time. (laughs) She wasn't as far along as me. Literally, Five minutes after I had gotten into bed and said a prayer and was Facebook messaging, I feel a contraction. And not only that, but it was like really strong, like really strong. So I didn't wake him up because I had learned that, you know, you need to pace these things. So So I tell my friend, she's the first one that knew. I was like, oh my gosh, I just had a contraction. Like, I don't know if this is real. So she stayed up chatting with me online um, while I was sitting in bed. For the next hour until they were only three minutes apart. Oh, my god! And I was like, okay, this is serious. So I wake Seth up. So I, you know, said goodbye to her. Wake Seth up. And I said, Seth, I think that this is, like, real. And he didn't know what was going on and didn't believe that it was true. Because (laughs) when he had gone to bed, there was nothing happening. And I had had a great day. So it it progressed to the point where we left to go to the hospital, like, a half an hour later. And so it was three in the morning or something and, um, we get to the hospital and he was so excited and I was so excited too, but of course I'm like freaking out nervous and I'm in tons of pain and, um, they monitored me and they're like, well, you're for sure in labor. And they started my IV and got everything ready. And then they checked and I hadn't dilated. Oh no. So yeah. So they were like, okay, I'm not sure. Like what's going on and an hour goes by and then they come in and they say, you know what, we're probably going to send you home because it's just not, you're not progressing. Like your contractions are really strong and they're really close together, but you have no dilation. 
And so we, we don't want to induce you because that's not going to help you dilate more Mm -hmm. like at this stage. We think you just need to naturally like wait it out. And I just, so we leave the room and I grabbed Seth's hand. We were both so distraught because we thought we were going to be able to have her before he had to leave, you know? Yeah. So we were so distraught and I was holding this hand and I said, you will not let them leave. Like I, we will not leave. You will go in there and tell them that I am not leaving this hospital without having a baby. Like tell them right now. <laughs> and I was so, I was just adamant about it. And so he goes and talks to the nurses and then they come in and they're like, listen, we're not, we can't keep you. You're going to be here maybe for days. Like you'll be more comfortable at home. And I was like, you know what? What about a C-section? I was that desperate. Oh, at that yeah. They talked to the doctor that was there at the time and, you know, looked to see if I would be a good candidate for that. And they said, okay, if that's what you want to do, we'll do it. And I said, you know, it's more important for me to have Seth have time with his daughter than it is for me to wait to have this baby naturally and possibly miss that window. Right. So we ended up having her about a half an hour later um, through C-section and the doctor was awesome and it was a really great experience. So it was a good choice. That's awesome. So what was yeah. the, what time did your contraction start? Like 1145 at night. And then you went into the hospital at about three. Uh-huh. And yep. you, and then what time did you have her? 530 in the morning was so, when we had her. Wow. So pretty quick. It was really quick. Yeah. I would not leave. Especially, like, yeah. Especially for like going to bed, not expecting anything. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And, and being like, I didn't think that I'd have that direct an answer to my prayer. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that shocked me, but I, I looked at it that way. Yeah. So how close do your contractions, like how they would have sent you home, but your contractions were really close together. So like at what oh, point yeah. would you have had to come back to the hospital, even if you weren't dilated? Like, how does that work? Does that make sense? Totally. So they were a minute apart. Literally, I'm oh my gosh, apart. and but I had not dilated at all, none. And so, what they said is that they were going to start something to slow my contractions down, um, oh, okay, to send me home so that I wouldn't they wouldn't send me home until they were pretty much not happening anymore. Oh, okay. But I guess they can give you some medicine to slow them down or something. Um, but they never started that because okay. I, I just didn't want to go that route. Yeah, that okay, that makes sense. So let's see, how much did she weigh and measure? She was eight pounds, seven ounces, and she was 21 and a half inches. Oh, tall little baby. Yeah. Was that bigger? Did she weigh more than you were expecting or less? Well, it's funny because she looked teeny to me, but everyone freaked out like she was the biggest baby they'd ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like, okay. Um, I guess she was. I didn't really know what to expect, to be honest, um, as far as her weight. I mean, I had gained so much weight. They had told me, they had guessed that she might be over 10 pounds. Okay. So when she came out 8'7", to me, that was great. Yeah, you were like, tiny. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, she's so little. She doesn't have enough weight on her. You yeah. Know, I was expecting this 10-pound baby. But, you know, of course, that's a lot bigger than the average. So. Yeah, right, right. What day was she born? She was born on September 9th, 2013. Okay. And what's her full name? Jordan Nicole Schertz. Cute. And you call her Jojo. 
Yeah, Jojo. we call it Jojo. Cute. Yeah. Is did how did you guys come up with that name? We actually came up with the nickname first and then came and then tried oh, to find okay. it. It's so funny. We <laughs> love the name Jojo. I don't know why or where we came up with it. My husband really liked the name Jordan. He likes names that are um you can go either way. Oh okay. Female. Uh-huh. And um, so yeah, it just seemed to fit. And then Nicole is my middle name, so we wanted her to have that namesake too. Okay. Do you ever call her Jordan? We, I do when she's in trouble. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is often. She's a little, she's a crazy one. She's my, <laughs> I call my son, my sugar, and she's my spice. Oh, cute. She's a little, yeah. a little sassy, spicy oh, thing. Oh, yeah. She is a sassy pants. <laughs> totally. Just since she's been two or pretty much always? The in like from the second she was born, I always say that because I had a C-section, she was mad because she wasn't ready to come, and she's just carried on that attitude ever since. Like oh. she has this look that she gives you that is the most hilarious thing ever. She's very expressive. Uh-huh. She looks exactly like my husband. So yeah, she is. She is a firecracker. Oh, that's funny. That's yeah, really funny. Did you decide to breastfeed or bottle feed? I decided to breastfeed and with her, it was so easy. I was very nervous about it. Um, I'd heard all the horror stories about mm-hmm. how much it hurt and blah, blah, blah. It was so easy. It wasn't until I had my son that I realized how easy she was because oh. he was not easy. And I got very hurt with him. Mm-hmm. With her, it was a breeze. So she must have just had a, like a really good latch. Yeah, I mean, she has a huge mouth anyways because she takes after my husband. <laughs> and she just latched on so easy. And my milk came in really quickly. And I just, I had no idea how good I had it yeah. until later. Yeah, it was very easy. And so with your son, like, was it was it more than just not having as strong of a latch? Or did you, what happened? I guess he's only five yeah. months, so you're probably still breastfeeding him still breastfeeding yeah not exclusively anymore for a lot of reasons I'm just not producing as much as I did with her but he just had such a shallow latch it was like and and my I got so sore my nipples were so sore I just they were all scabbed and I just didn't even know that that could happen oh my gosh yeah it was terrible but yeah (laughs) um did did you find anything that helped with that you know, I found that the, what is it called? The lanolin yeah. did, helped and the, um, the, the gel pads that you can put on that are like cooling gel oh, pads okay. helps too. Yeah. My mother-in-law, um, got me Lipton tea and made tea bags and you're supposed to put them right on your nipple when it's really hot and that just hurt. I yeah. don't know or not I mean maybe it helped but yeah just like whatever I could do to, oh and I I don't know if this is bad or not but I would put neosporin on them because they were so chapped oh, okay. and like scabbed yeah. and that ended up helping them heal a little bit more I also with him used a nipple shield for the first four months and oh. I just like he just barely went off of it because I literally couldn't handle it it was so painful so all that did you start out using the nipple shield? Were you that chapped even with the nipple shield? No, I started out without it and okay. I kind of forgot that they even existed. Mm-hmm. And then I was almost about ready to give up. And then I thought, you know what? 
that I remembered having that with Jordan, but only for a very short period of time because she was so easy. And um, so I thought maybe I'll try that. And I was really, really glad that I did because it worked great. That's good. Yeah. Um, And so with Jojo, you didn't even really get sore? Yeah, I didn't really get sore. It was like the weirdest thing. I guess maybe that's a blessing after the kind of pregnancy I yeah. had. I don't know. I don't know. But it was, yeah, it was really easy. I was producing so much milk, probably because I was eating so much still. I don't know. But like uh-huh. I just had great milk supply. Everything was good. That's awesome. How long did you end up breastfeeding her? Can I ask? Yeah, um, about nine months. And then she weaned herself. She oh. just stopped wanting to do it one day and I couldn't get her back on. <laughs> so that's when it ended. Did that make you really sad? Oh, were yeah. you okay with it? No, I was really sad because my, my Jordan girl is so independent that it was my only time to snuggle with her. Yeah. And so I was extremely sad, but she just was done. She, like, she wanted to do her own thing. She was doing solids at the time and she loved that. And uh-huh. she, she was an eater. So it, yeah, it was just time. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm kind of dreading it. Mine is an eater too. She loves, she's always been interested in our food and I'm just kind of dreading the day that she decides she's done breastfeeding too. I Cause know. I love it. It's so sad. It is best. It really is best. <laughs> I should have held off and not given her solids for longer. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so what was the hardest part about this pregnancy for you? Definitely the weight gain. Um, I, I feel like I was, I loved being pregnant besides that. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was, it, it took away from the joy because I just felt so ugly all the time. And it, and that's sad because you're glowing, you're, you know, you have the glow about you when you're pregnant. I yeah. felt like, I did not have the glow. It was like the opposite. And that was really, really tough for me. I mean, it was worth it for sure if that's what I had to go through to get her. Absolutely. But, you know, getting married and feeling at your absolute best and then three months later getting pregnant and quickly becoming your absolute worst physically was a very difficult thing for me to go through. Oh, man, that would... I feel like that would definitely be humbling. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh. It was very humbling. And I learned a lot about food and exercise and my body and my self-esteem and just, I mean, all of it. I, I didn't really pay much attention until I had to. And then uh, I learned quite a bit about the, about all of it. So can I ask just um, how was it different with your son with that pregnancy as far as yeah. eating and exercise goes? Yeah. So when I was going through the really the hardest part of it with my daughter, that's when I started mommy. Um, the reason I started it is I was trying to find an alternative to the carbs that would help me feel better. Um, and also be more nutritious and I wasn't getting enough protein and most protein powders had warning labels and it's taking when you're pregnant or breastfeeding. And so I decided to create one that was safe for pregnant and breastfeeding women that would help me with nausea. And I created Mommy 3-in-1, which is pregnancy-safe protein powder, and it has a full prenatal vitamin and DHA in it. So I was able to get all my vitamins too. The problem with it was it took so long to get it right, but it wasn't ready until after she was born. So I started taking it, you know, at that point, and I lost 60 pounds in about 10 months. And um, then I got pregnant with my son. So... That pregnancy, because the first one was so hard with the weight gain and not getting enough adequate nutrition, 
I just really focused on the nutritional part of it. Yeah. Big time. I ended up only gaining 50 pounds. So I still gained a lot more than the average, but um, it was a lot less than the first time. Mm-hmm. The problem was I hadn't lost all the weight yet from the first time. So I was still right up around 65, well, no, 70 pounds um, total weight gain from before I ever got pregnant. Okay. And, um, but I was able to exercise the whole time. Um, the protein shakes and any protein shake that's pregnancy safe, not just mommy. I mean, obviously I love mommy and I would tell anyone to take it because I created it, but any protein that's safe for pregnancy helps with nausea. There's lots of studies out there about that and it helps get the nutrition that you need when you don't want to eat meat and you don't want to eat other sources, um, that are good for you. And so, that I did every single day and it started my day out right. So I wasn't craving snacks as much. I wasn't craving the carbs or the, you know, salt or whatever. Um, and I think that that significantly helped with my pregnancy, even though I didn't, even though I still gained 50 pounds, I actually looked a lot better with him too. Okay. I didn't get any of the swelling at all. Uh-huh. Um, and I just, I was able to stay more fit. And you probably felt way better too, right? Felt so much better. I mean, the difference between starting out your morning with mashed potatoes and mac and cheese or (laughs) protein shake with like berries and stuff in it is huge. It's a huge difference in the way that you start your nutrition for the day. Yeah. And um, I could feel it the whole time. Wow. That's awesome. I love that. I love that you created mommy because it was like a personal thing for you. Yeah. I just, I felt like, you know, I could have just found something that was pregnancy safe. Most whey protein is pregnancy safe. Um, the veggie proteins, and this is good for anyone to know, they have trace levels of metals and arsenic in them from the ground that the veggies are grown in. So oh. even though you would think it's better, it's actually not. And so, and that's why there's a warning label, by the way. And so as long as you can find something that's good, it really helps in pregnancy with weight maintenance and getting everything you need. Yeah. So it was a huge discovery for me. I I felt like since there wasn't anything out there on the market specifically for pregnant women that I might as well start it. And it, you know, it definitely was a good move. Yeah. So true. So would you mainly just eat that for breakfast or were you kind of sick enough that sometimes you would, you know, drink a protein shake twice a day or, or what? So with the mommy, it has a full prenatal in it. So you can only do one a day. We're actually developing one without the full prenatal so that women can take more than one a day Okay, if they want to. Um, I would do most days I would just do one. Mm-hmm. Some days when I was craving something that I knew I shouldn't eat, I would quickly take just a protein shake that was whey based without the, you know, vitamins oh, okay. and it would help. It would definitely help. So That's yeah, sometimes awesome. I would do two. Okay, cool. Have you been able to, like, has the difference since you had your son, have you been able to lose weight faster since you were healthier the second pregnancy? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I've already, so um, I know this might sound kind of extreme, but I've lost about 45 pounds in five months. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. It was a lot easier, a lot easier because I've learned, you know, healthier habits. I Uh really focused on it. Um, Yeah. So yeah, it was a lot easier. Cool. So what was the best part about your pregnancy with Jordan? 
Oh, I just was so excited to become a mom. I, you know, there was a time in my life when I was dating and it was going nowhere that I didn't think that it would happen for me. And I know that sounds silly because I was only 32 when I got married, but I just, I started to almost like preemptively, um, I was like lamenting the fact that I hadn't, that I wouldn't be a mom, which I know sounds extreme, but so when I did get pregnant, it was just this overwhelming feeling of, wow, this is what I've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so the whole time, despite the weight gain and all those negative, you know, sick things that I was going through, I was still so excited about that prospect of meeting her and inviting her into our family. So it was awesome. I, I missed being pregnant when I wasn't, despite all the physical limitations. Like, I definitely loved, loved being pregnant. Oh, that's awesome. So awesome that you can look back on it, you know, so positively, even though it was a rough nine months. A struggle. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. If you could change one thing about it, what would you change? Um, I would have forced myself to be more active and I would have found the alternatives that I now know about to Mm -hmm. replace the carbs so that I wouldn't have had so many bad calories early on. Um, I think early on is what determines the course of how your pregnancy will go with that. And um, most of my weight was gained in the first and second trimester. So I would have changed that for sure. Okay. Did you read any books or use any apps or anything that you loved and would recommend? Yeah, there's a book called um, The Mommy Docs Ultimate Guide to Pregnancy. And, um, I loved it. It was written by three female OBGYNs, one of whom has become a really good friend of mine and who is also, who helped me develop mommy. Her name is Dr. Yvonne Bone and she's in Los Angeles. And I loved their approach to it because there are three OBs that all have children too. So they've been through it and it just, it's an awesome book. It really clearly explains everything that could go, could go on during a pregnancy and, I loved it. So yeah, the mommy docs ultimate guide to pregnancy and birth. Cool. I have never heard of it, but it sounds like a good one. Yeah. I'll have to send you the book. It's a great book. Yeah. I would love that. And we'll have to, we'll link to it in your show notes so that everyone can find it. Oh, cool. Um, do you, do you have any advice that you could or want to give to pregnant women or women hoping to be pregnant soon? Yeah, so the protein um, shake thing is definitely something. I was not a protein shake drinker before, and so I never would have thought of it. It really does help with nausea. Um, We can't claim this on mommy because of many reasons, but I've had many women tell me that when they start taking it, when they're trying to get pregnant, it helps them with regular ovulation. And I I don't think it's anything special in our formula. I think it's just getting enough protein and enough like consumable protein that they can use. Um, it's huge. And, um, not only is it great nutritionally, but it really does help with nausea. There's lots of studies that have gone out about, um, cancer patients on chemo and the effect of protein, um, shakes specifically helping them with nausea because a lot of them get nauseous and, and, a lot of the nausea medicine that they give you during pregnancy is also given to chemo patients. Mm -hmm. And there's been lots of studies about protein shakes helping them with that symptom. And so I think 
all that said, um, I, my advice would be to start doing a protein shake a day and finding a really good source. When you're pregnant, just make sure it's not a veggie-based protein. We're trying to come up with a veggie-based protein that's safe during pregnancy um, because it is so popular and veggie-based proteins are great outside of pregnancy. It's just best to try to stay with the whey when you're pregnant and breastfeeding okay. for the trace metals. So I would that, that would be advice that I wish I would have known from the beginning of my first one that I know now and have done lots of research on. So I know a lot about it and it, it helps with a lot of things that women are going through. So cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. And yeah. do the, does the packaging make it obvious? I've seen packages that say whey protein, but I don't know that I've ever noticed one that says like veggie based, but do they make it obvious so that women who are pregnant know that they shouldn't take it? Most do. Most do. Okay. Um, you know, there's, Besides mommy, there's a few proteins out there that are specifically designed for pregnancy. Okay. Um, our package has a huge pregnant woman on it. Okay. So, well, I, I say huge because she's, it's all like big on the packaging. Yeah. Like she's not, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but um, if they don't want the prenatals or the DHA, and if we haven't come out with our version that doesn't have that yet, anything whey-based or egg white. So there's, okay. if, if you go to any... Whole Foods would be a good place or Sprouts because they are mostly all natural. They are all natural. Okay. Um, It will either say it on the front or when you look on the ingredients, it'll either say whey isolate or it'll say pea protein or hemp protein or whatever. So you'll know the whey is the best one. Egg white might even be better, to be honest with you, for pregnancy. And those ones are good. Okay, good to know. What are you most excited about next in your life, personally and professionally? Oh, my gosh. Well, so personally, I guess professionally for my husband, we're moving to Hawaii in March. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yes. I'm really excited about that. We'll only be there for 18 months, so we'll be back. We love San Diego, so Uh we'd like to settle there, but... Um, so that's happening, which is crazy. We had no idea we'd be going to Hawaii. So we're really excited about that. Congratulations. That is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So that's happening. And then, um, you know, after that, I, I think professionally, I just continue to hope that mommy grows and grows. I have big plans for it, but you know, just like with any startup, you kind of have to take it as it goes. Yeah. So we're, we're doing well now. We hope to continue to grow so that we can make great products and keeps me busy, but I'm just excited to get away with my family to a new place and kind of have a fun little adventure in the meantime. Yeah. That'll be so fun. Yeah. Um, are there more babies in your future? I, okay, this is the funny thing. I can't believe I'm going to say this on the podcast, but it's okay if you put it out there. Okay. I, yes, we definitely want at least one more. We've always thought we'd have three or four kids. Well, I say four. My husband says three. Anyways, so three or four. Um, we're, so he just got home from deployment, uh, again, another deployment two weeks ago. Okay. And, when he's gone, I obviously don't have to think about birth control. And so I never really did anything about it. So I'm not on birth control right now. And we're a little terrified that we might be pregnant. Well, I haven't had my period yet since like, you know, you know how you don't have it when you're breastfeeding for a little while. And so I have no idea when that's going to happen. And so I can't plan with a calendar how this is going to work. 
And we haven't really found a good good um, method of birth control that we both feel comfortable with. So I don't know. We're definitely not ready yet. Um, having two is very overwhelming for us, and we need to kind of figure it out. Yeah. So, and especially, like, I haven't had him to help, you know, the whole time until two weeks ago. And oh so trying to figure out all of this. Um, we took a pregnancy test a week ago and it was negative. So I, I, I don't know. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm kind of hoping I'm not pregnant because yeah. even though I would like more children, we just need to wait a little while. Yeah. So it's a little, we'll yeah. And your little guy's five months, right? Five months. Yeah. So that would be packing them in there pretty tight oh, if you are. <laughs> I just don't know if I could do it right now. Yes, it would. Well, cool. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, we'll have to stay tuned to hear if you announce anything. <laughs> yes. Yes. Stay tuned. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what that announcement will look like. <laughs> well, cool. I'm excited to hear. Well, um, before we before we say goodbye, how can my audience connect with you? So I personally do Twitter at Erin Schertz, um, E-R-I-N-S. C H U R T Z. Um, mommy has a Twitter as well. It's mommy health and on Instagram, same thing, mommy health. My personal one is Aaron shirts and we have a blog that I often blog on. It's mommy.com forward slash blog. And our shop is mommy.com forward slash shop. And it's M O M M I is the way that it's spelled. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us. I loved every bit of it. That was so oh, fun. Uh, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been so long since I really thought and talked about that that time of my life. So this has been great. Oh, good, good. I'm so glad. Ladies' pictures of Erin and her cute family, as well as anything that we talked about that had links, are over on the show notes page, which is pregnancyperfect.com slash Erin Shirts. And her name is spelled E-R-I-N-S-C-H-U-R-T-Z, right? Yes, that's right. Okay, cool. Well, thank you again. That was so fun. Yeah, that was great. Thank you so much. And let me know if you guys, I know we're going to do a giveaway for everybody so we can publish, you know, the details of that, but we'd love anyone to try our product and see if it works for you and if it has positive benefit. Hope you love this interview with Erin. She and I want to hear from you. So talk to us on Instagram or by email if you have comments or questions. When you visit Erin's show notes page, not only will you get those links to the things that we discussed in today's conversation, as well as her social media links so that you can connect with her, but you'll also get the exclusive fun facts about her, such as her favorite person to follow on Instagram, her guilty pleasures and more that's only available there on pregnancyperfect.com slash Aaron shirts. If you enjoyed today's episode, please tell a friend and consider subscribing on iTunes or Stitcher. Looking forward to the next bump day where you'll hear another awesome pregnancy story. Until then, thanks for spending this last hour with me and take care.
This has been a Pregnancy Perfect production. Information and materials contained in this episode are presented for entertainment purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of Pregnancy Perfect and should not be considered facts. For such information in which areas are related to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating healthcare problems or diseases or prescribing any medications. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider.